Okay, good morning, everyone. If you uh, grab your seats again. Grab a water, grab a cup of tea, grab a seat. No donuts this morning, I'm afraid. Next week, be there. <laughs> um, I'm just going to start with prayer. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this room today. Thank you for the beautiful worship we've just experienced, the presence in the room of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, yeah, Lord, I pray, speak through me. Uh, let these not be my words. But Lord, yeah, let it be yours. I pray for uh, just even more encounters with you this morning. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, this is the first of two talks, talking this week and next week. So uh, I was, it's going to be an alpha course in September. So these two talks are kind of in preparation for that. So before summer break, although I know next week is technically the summer break, um, before that really kicks off, we thought we'd do two talks building up to Alpha um, to get everyone ready for it. You'll notice, hopefully, um, a little card on your chair, which we'll talk about in a bit. And if you're one of the lucky ones, you might also notice a little leather band. We ordered 10 bags of these, but we got sent 10 bands. So, uh, <laughs> so next week we should have more, um, but there are 10, nine in fact, because I've got one, scattered randomly amongst the chairs. Again, I'll talk about that a bit later. So what I'm going to do this morning is first talk about my own experience of um, the Alpha Course. I found faith, I found Jesus uh, doing the Alpha Course. And after that, um, we're going to talk about the gospel. I was praying about this and I was thinking, how do I prepare for an Alpha Course? What do we talk about in advance of that? And I thought, well, I don't know, I don't think I thought. I really believe that God said to me, just preach the gospel. So this week, we're going to hear the gospel. And there are some in here who are absolutely on fire for the gospel. And they will walk out this room and they will bump into anyone they know and tell them the good news. There are other people whose flame is a little less on fire. They just need a bit of lighter fluid, fuel fluid tipped on it. And there are others still who, whose flame has either gone out or they've never heard the gospel or they don't think it's good news. And whichever camp you sit in right now, I hope that you find this talk encouraging, but also maybe a bit motivating to go and talk to people about the gospel, to talk about the good news that Jesus brought. But first, Alpha. So back in the early, well, I suppose mid-2000s, um, in my mid-20s, I went through a bit of a rough patch. I was, um, I'd had a couple of relationships that had broken up, um, one with a, a girl who was a Hindu, one with a Jehovah's Witness. Um, that left me confused about faith, about the bigger things, questions in life. My grandparents on my mum's side, my granny and grandpa, who I was very close with, died in quite quick succession. And I was quite heartbroken by that. And I was in a job. I've been working really hard for at university, my first proper job. And it was a graduate scheme. It was all I was aiming for. But I was a bit disillusioned with it. My question was, is, is this what it's all about? 
And then I had the bigger question of, are we really just born to run around for a few decades and then die all on a big planet in a meaningless universe? These kind of big questions. Sounds very deep, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's where my head was at. And I didn't really know what to do with that. So I thought, who might know some answers to this stuff? And I thought through my friends, and I thought, my friend Ben. I lived with Ben all through university. So in halls of residence, and then in my student house, I lived with uh, Ben, amongst a few others. And Ben was a guy who um, would annoy me a bit, because every time I got in a car with him, he would play bits of the Bible on an old tape. And I'd be like, come on, just, uh, just put something decent on. Um, or he'd talk to me about Jesus, and I'd just, yeah, thanks, but no. Um, but he also had a sense of peace, or something I couldn't put my finger on about him. And I thought, you know what? He seems to have something. He seems to have a few of these answers. I'm going to call Ben. So I called Ben, who recently had started working for a church, and he said, do you mean to do an Alpha course? I'd never heard of an Alpha course. And he said, the thing with an Alpha course is you can ask all these questions, and you might get some answers. And you'll probably get a good meal, and you'll probably meet some nice people. Give it a go. So I went on the internet, found, I was living at this time in North Sheen, at the Sainsbury's there with my brother in a flat, found there was a church in Putney that um, that's running an Alpha course. So I rung them up and they said, yeah, yeah, this is week two. We'll be going into week two this Wednesday. Why don't you come along? And the guy who I spoke to, a guy called Jem, still a guy I'm really good friends with now, meet up with him every couple of weeks for coffee. He said, look, I'll meet you outside. We'll have a chat so you don't have to walk into a big scary room on your own. Um, so I met him outside. We had a chat and we walked in together. I don't remember exactly what was said that week, but I do remember that just the um, warmth in the room and the openness to answer lots of questions that I had. And as the course progressed, the Alpha course is, is kind of a, uh, you have a talk or a video each week and you eat a meal together and you ask, you answer, sorry, you ask questions that you have and hopefully you get some answers. And each week is a different topic. I don't remember every week, but I do remember very specifically one week, the guy who got up to do the talk had big earphones around his neck, which I thought at the time was very cool. Um, never saw him listen to them, but anyway. He did a talk, and he said, he said, look, who is the worst person anyone can think of? And I think we landed on Hitler. And then they said, well, who's the, who's the best person? And we landed on Mother Teresa, I think. And then the question was, well, where in the middle of those two do we sit? And we all chose somewhere in the middle of those two. And he said, the thing is, do you think Mother Teresa ever sinned? And of course, of course she did. And he said, the thing is, Jesus, his level, what God demands of us, is way, way above Mother Teresa, way above that scale. We can't, on our own, achieve what God needs from us to have a relationship with him, to have the hope of heaven. Only Jesus can do that for us. That's why Jesus died on the cross, to forgive us of our sins, past, present, and future, so that we might know him now and have the hope of eternity with him. And something at that point, I had heard that before. Right? I went to a school where we'd go to church once in a while. I'd go to see my grandpa in Bristol. We'd go to his church. And I would have heard that, but it just hadn't sunk in until that moment. And a bit like... Uh, Luke describes in, in Acts when Paul had the scales fall off his eyes. It really felt like that. 
something in me clicked and I could see that there was a purpose. I could see that there was hope past this life. So my grandparents dying, I knew there was a hope there for them. I knew there was a hope and a bigger purpose in my life. We weren't just spinning on a meaningless rock. And it didn't answer everything, but in that moment it gave me hope. And I just remember that being the pinnacle, the pivotal moment. And I, I went from there and we did the Holy Spirit Day, which is part of it, and we did all sorts of other stuff. And that was fantastic, but that moment changed something in my heart. And that's, I think, that's just my story of Alpha. Um, I went on then to get baptized. I did something called the Freedom in Christ course afterwards, which again kind of further let me ask questions and, and kind of uh, Mark, the legend over there, he talks about the weight of uh, regret and sin on our back and letting go of that. Through that process of Alpha, Freedom in Christ, getting baptized, something was taken off my back, the weight of regret, the weight of sin. And now I find myself here. And I, I am just a huge fan of the power of Alpha to, to answer questions, to be a gentle place, to meet people um, who will be probably lifelong friends. They certainly are for me. And everyone will have a different story of Alpha. But the thing about Alpha is it took people to share their faith for me to know where to turn when I had the questions. It took Ben to have put those Bible verses on in the car, to have talked about Jesus, to have something about him, for me to know, who am I going to turn to? I'll turn to Ben. But there have been loads of people before that dropping seeds into my life. My grandfather, my dad's dad, he was open with his family. My, one of my teachers at school ran a, um, a thing called Saints Alive when I was 13, which was a, like a, a youth Bible study. I went along because one of my friends was there. I went for a few weeks, didn't carry on, but it dropped a seed. These people shared their faith with me. And it wasn't just that they shared their faith. There was something else that made it worth asking them. What, was, you know, what, what do they know? What do they have that I don't? And it was that sense of peace. It was now I know the aroma of Christ around them. That actually they had that intangible thing that made me want to ask the question. And that, the aroma of Christ, I learned on Alpha, and I've learned since, comes from the gospel that Jesus brings. So this morning, that brings me to my question. What is the gospel? And is it really good news? And I reckon if I went around this room, that question of what is the gospel would probably have 25, 30 different answers. And the reason I think that is because when I went to theological college, we did that, and there were 25 or 30 different answers to that question. But also, because in the Bible, the word gospel, which comes from the Greek euangelion to mean good news, is used 104 times, and in all sorts of different ways. So no wonder there's different answers, right? You've got the good news of peace, the good news of grace, the good news of salvation, the good news of the kingdom, all there within the New Testament. And they're all good news. There's just a lot of good news when Jesus arrives on the scene. But the good news Jesus talks about most often, and the likes of Paul and Peter talk about most often, are the good news of salvation and the good news of the kingdom. So those are the two I'm going to focus on this morning.
So the good news of salvation. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 1 Peter 1.3, praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Let me read that again. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade. The good news of salvation is that Jesus, fully man and fully God, the only person to have never sinned, died for us and rose again on the third day to wash us clean of sin and give us eternal hope. To give us the promise of his presence in our lives, in our hearts now, to speak to us now, but to have the hope of living in a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no pain, no suffering, but life eternal lived in the, in the glow of God's love. And this hope, as I said in the Alpha Course, that's what brought me, that's what that's the moment the scales fell off my eyes. That's the moment I remember the peace beginning to build in my heart because I knew there was something bigger than what was in front of me. There was something after this life. There was something not just after this life, but right here to be known now as well. And there's peace and hope that comes from that. And there's also the good news of the kingdom. Mark 1, 14 to 15 says, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. Some translations say the gospel of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Matthew 4.23 says Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. So what is the good news of the kingdom? What does it mean? It means God's rule and reign, established now and forever. There's a fancy word theologians use called inaugurated eschatology, which if you say it fast is really nice off the tongue. Um, inaugurated eschatology, it's, it's where it describes how Jesus, when he came, brought the kingdom with him. So when he brought, it, he, when he brought the kingdom, he didn't bring it full yet in the vineyard we talk about the now and not yet of the kingdom so we see it as it says in Corinthians through a mirror darkly we see glimpses we see healings you know we have a family book of faith which my wife Ruth um, came up with the idea of so that we can always look back on miracles in our life when we're feeling a bit dry we look back and we can remember when God did when God healed the baker's cyst on my knee I was walking along and it was really painful and I did a throwaway prayer, God, please just heal this and it was healed. My son Lockie had restless leg syndrome. Whilst we were in Australia, he was prayed for and it disappeared for about two years. Just the other day, Ruth in hospital, waiting for chemotherapy, was, I needed her blood pressure to go up above 100. She sent a text to me and to our amazing home group 
and to a few others, and probably 30, 40 people praying at that point for Ruth. And she had 15 minutes for it to come up. She'd waited an hour and a half. It was stuck at about 90-something. And sent the prayer request out. Everyone's praying. In that 15 minutes, it went to, I think it was 110. It shot up. We see glimpses of God's kingdom now. And not just with healings. We see them in, um, in ways in which our hearts can change as we let the Spirit in to become less sinful, more hopeful, more patient, more joyful, more self-controlled. And we see it in the kindness of those around us. We see it in the, the way that we can... Um, the way that recently with us, people have given so kindly with their time and their cooking and all sorts of ways, gracefully, without anything being asked in return. We see glimpses of God's kingdom. And that's what it means that God, that Jesus came and brought in the kingdom with him. And we can know the Holy Spirit right now. And we also know it through that sense of the Spirit giving us that peace I talked about, that peace that surpasses all understanding, that sometimes there are situations when everything's chaos and yet the Holy Spirit steps in and gives us that sense, that deep sense of peace. And this is amazing news. The gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of, the gospel of salvation. Now who wouldn't want to know that people can be healed right now, that cycles of sin and addiction can be broken, that we can be more kind, more peaceful, more self-controlled. Or we could know the power and the love of the Spirit right now, that we can pray for and see miracles and prophecies bursting up around us, that we can know the work, and the, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and the lives of others. A few weeks ago when I talked on Pentecost, I was talking about the fact that when we let the Spirit in, God's kingdom pours out. And that is true. And we pray for the Spirit to come into our lives. The aroma of, the, of Christ becomes stronger and this, the kingdom begins to blossom around us. And it's not just good news for us and our immediate circles. The gospel, the good news of salvation, the good news of the kingdom is good news for the whole of society. In fact, I'm going to take a leap here. I think it's the only hope really for society. The only hope is the body of Christ, that's us, being a foretaste of God's kingdom now to make a change, to break the cycle in society. A quote from Bishop Desmond Tutu when he's talking about the truth reconciliation process in South Africa. He says, for our nation to heal and become a more humane place, we had to embrace our enemies as well as our friends. And the same is true the world over. True, enduring peace between countries, within a country, within a community, within a family, requires real reconciliation between former enemies and even between loved ones who have struggled with one another. And this all stems from the good news of salvation and the good news of the kingdom. We have been forgiven so much, our job is to forgive others. We have been given righteousness, so our job is to show others and let them know how to access that same righteousness. We have experienced the peace that surpasses understanding. Many of us in this room have. And our job is to help others know the same peace. 
to bring forgiveness where there is bitterness. I heard someone the other day say, to hold bitterness and resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. It ultimately rots us away. We need to break the circuit. When we talked about justice over the last few weeks, there was that video right at the beginning of the Justice series from the Bible Project. It talked about the oppressors becoming the oppressed and the cycle that comes around. It's our job to break that cycle and let the grace and the forgiveness that we've had in our hearts come out into the lives of those around us. And in the New Testament, people seemed to share the good news instinctively. It just seemed to spread like wildfire. There's, um, I don't know if anyone knows the Passion Translation in this room. I, um, I flick between thinking it's fantastic and then going, oh, I'm not sure that's accurate. But this verse, this quote, is, I think, a beautiful translation of Mark 1, 27 to 28. The crowd was awestruck and kept saying amongst themselves, what is this new teaching? that comes with such authority. With merely a word, he commands demons to come out and they obey him. So the reports of Jesus spread like wildfire through every community in Galilee. That spreading like wildfire says, fire, says people were instinctively just sharing the good news. And I'll bet all of us have done that with something or other in the past. Maybe it's Jesus that you've done that with. It just instinctively pops out of you. Or maybe it's other stuff. Like that new coffee shop where you tasted that great pastry. Or that new curry house, Munal Curry House, down the bottom of Dover House Road. Best curries in London. If you disagree, you probably will. Um, it's maybe when you first had an iPad or a smartphone. I bet you went around going, check out this thing. It's like Star Trek in my hands. I can push buttons and the internet's right there. Or maybe it's a movie. The other day, not the other day, probably last we watched A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It's just a super uplifting film. And I texted all my family to say, watch that movie. Or the submarine drama on the BBC, Vigil. Told all my friends to watch that. Great book, Thursday Murder Club. If you haven't read it, read it. These are things that popped out of me instinctively. And I bet you've all got your own examples. And we all want to share the gospel, the good news of these things. And that's how they become popular. And a lot of us in this room have experienced the deep love of Jesus and the hope and the peace of the Spirit, the freedom that comes from forgiveness, the miracles of healing and the joy of prophecy. So if that's you and you've experienced some of this, think about what excites you. Think about those times when you've been on fire for Jesus. Maybe that is right now, but maybe there was a particular time for you when you were like me, healed of the cyst in your knee or whatever it was, or you felt God's peace wash over you in an unexpected situation. What excites you about Jesus? Think about the difference Jesus made in your life. And maybe share those things with the people around you, with your families, with your friendship groups, with the people on your road. Be bold in sharing the good news with them. Be bold in sharing it with those people who don't yet know or maybe have gone a bit dry. Not so sure it's good news anymore. And that's where these little... Um... Nope, not that. That's a rail card. <laughs> that's completely different. Uh, the little things on your chair. There we go. That's where these come in. So 
these were meant to each come with a leather band, like I said, and next week they'll be here. But the idea is that we pray for, um, pray for five people, and we write them down on these cards, and we put them in our wallet, purses, on the fridge, whatever it might be, somewhere on your person that you can wander around, and just remember to pray for these people. Pray for them to know Jesus. Pray for opportunities to speak the good news to them, to invite them to Alpha. It's a great place. If you're not sure of how to answer all the questions they might have, invite them to Alpha. It's such a good place for it. Next week, there'll be the bands so that when you're, uh, the idea is you tie five knots in the leather band so that when you're walking around, you might feel the leather band and you can feel the knot and go, oh, I'm going to pray for Dave or I'm going to pray for Mary or whoever it might be. And you just say those prayers through the day, praying for your friend, praying for opportunities to speak to them about the gospel and invite them to Alpha. So take a card. Um, when you're at home, whenever, just write those names down and just put it somewhere where you know it will be. And if you haven't experienced this good news, if, you, if you're questioning whether it really is good news or this is just all new to you, can I invite you to Alpha? Can I invite you to come along? Starts 20th September in Tried and True Cafe, which is on the Upper Richmond Road, just outside of Putney, between Putney and Sheen. It's a nice cafe, loads of space. We're going to have a good meal each night. We're going to talk about a different topic each week. And there'll be plenty of people there to, to chat, to welcome you, to answer questions. And it should, yeah, I'm just really excited about it. So come along. Um, and also, I, I really encourage you, if you do invite someone to come, few sessions because it makes a real difference to for the person who's invited you to be there it just is a friendly face so the band could come back up it's going to finish by praying lord i thank you that you have done so much for us i thank you you've forgiven us so much i thank you that you've given us hope for a powerful for a beautiful future with you Thank you that you not only have given us that, but also the gift of your presence and your kingdom right now. And Lord, where there are dry bones, Lord, I pray for your living water to be poured over, be pouring over right now. Thank you for your presence here, Lord. Amen.